0: Blind Living Radio is brought to you by HP ink and toner cartridges. Precision engineered to work together with your HP printer. I.B. Milwaukee presents Blind Living Radio, where you'll hear interesting topics, fun stories, and important news about our blind and visually impaired community. It's time now for Blind Living Radio. Hello and welcome to Blind Living Radio. We are live at the National Industries for the Blind, NIV Expo, 2016 in Alexandria, Virginia. I am Harley Thomas, in studio with my co-host...
1: Deborah Ambro Crandall. Hello, everybody.
0: Deborah, thanks for joining me for another show.
1: You're welcome, Harley. Happy to be here.
0: You've been locked up in this little studio for hours.
1: It's really fun. We're meeting some amazing people here.
0: And we're getting great conversation. We're learning a lot about what's new... What people can do, new and do, those kind of rhyme, don't they?
1: They did. Am You're I getting, a poet and you didn't know it? You
0: know this show's going downhill it real is. fast. Yeah, Deborah. we better
1: we introduce better introduce our, guest. our special
0: guest today. Blind Living Radio has the honor of having Doug Goist, who is the program manager of services and IT projects from National Industries for the Blind. Thank you so much for joining us, Doug. Thank you both for having me, and thanks for coming to the conference. This
2: is a really impressive radio booth that you have here. Well, thank I'm, you. I'm envious. Thank well, you. Well,
0: you know, Doug, we've tried. Can I ship you... this home to my place and have oh, it? Uh, yeah. This would be fun to have at home, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Just imagine the technology, because you're a tech guy. I am. And as a tech guy, I think Deborah actually has a tech question.
1: I do, but you know what? I'm going to kind of start from the beginning.
0: Oh, there you go again. Follow the script.
2: I'm just saying. Well, if you start from the beginning, then we have to go through all my vision days and all of my driving and all that
1: Well, we're not going to start that early. (laughs) Right. But I am going to ask you to explain to our listeners what NIB is. What do you guys do?
2: What we do is we're a national nonprofit, Section 501C3. Nonprofit that was started in or founded in 1938 by FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. It used to be called, essentially, it was an act called the Javits-Wagner-O'Day Act. And the reason for for developing this was the president wanted to give employment opportunities specifically to people who are blind. So, as you can imagine, 1938 it would be creating manual labor jobs like mops, brooms, so forth. So, Boy, um, how those we have
1: come yes. a long way. And those are things we, we
2: still make at IB Milwaukee, yes, yes. We do. mops and brooms. Yep. And what's great about that whole process is over the subsequent decades and so forth, thanks to technology and other options, that we now have employment of choice for everybody. So if you're somebody who doesn't like to wear a tie, you, you like to... Work with your hands, we have that. And the NIB network is now over 5,600 visually impaired and blind employees, around 100 agencies, four to 5,000 products, 250 services. So I'm so glad that I came across NIB because when I lost vision, I, I didn't know what the options were for, for employment because I I was living in a sighted world. So. Well, awesome. and it
0: sounds like you've landed in a very good spot to use some of your skill set. Definitely,
2: I am very grateful for that because you know, I learned technology by default, meaning uh, self-starting. That kind of uh, if I wanted to, to progress or do what I wanted with my um, education and so forth, I needed to learn assistive technology. Specifically, I use JAWS screen reader, I use Zoom Text briefly. And,
1: I and do sp- too. I love JAWS.
2: Yeah, exactly. And JAWS has come tremendously far with the, with the ability of what that software is able to do. So, What is JAWS? JA- I, just so our listeners know right. what JAWS is. Some, some will be very familiar. Some may not so much. I know worldwide people or folks are, are familiar with something called NVDA, which is stands for Non-Visual Desktop Access. That's a free screen, open source screen reader. JAWS is an acronym for Job Access with Speech. And it's pretty much the market leader in paid, paid screen readers. Okay. And it, it gives you a lot of tools and options. For instance, you know, I like the way... I still, in my head, like to, to picture how things are laid out on a computer, whether it's a document, so forth. So JAWS allows you to, to know what color things are and font. Yeah, font, font it size. It does,
1: really? I didn't know that. Yeah, it, you. that's how you can tell that you're sending someone something that is formatted correctly. JAWS will tell you all of that. And Instead
0: of having different colored words, like exactly. when you cut and paste things apart. and. And I've ju- seen emails like those. And I
2: just attended it. So Freedom Scientific, who's the parent company, they're now under a larger company, VF- VFO, I believe it is. So JAWS 18 now is incorporating mouse physical mouse movement. So when you move the mouse, it'll read everything under that mouse. Which, really? Um, window Eyes, is as another screen reader, had always done that. But I think that's it's, it's a nice thing to have at your disposal. You can turn it on and off. And there are some new features in JAWS 18 coming out here in
0: October that I think people will find useful. Cool. That's really neat. Yeah, so... Deborah's a big JAWS user. I Every am. day.
1: I, it's changed
0: I, your life, hasn't it?
1: It truly has. I think I'm in the same boat as you, Doug, in that mm-hmm. I was a self-starter with JAWS, really. I used ZoomText for a bit, and I realized that since I had to make the letters the size of my head, <laughs> it really wasn't very productive. Right. So I knew some people that use JAWS and kind of self-taught myself, and I honestly would not be where I am without... Learning Jaws, I love it. Yeah,
2: it's and sounds like your conditioner is opposite of mine, which you know I could see six point, four point, six point font, but I couldn't see it was there were tiny windows, so I'd either sit a mile from my computer, or I would uh, invert the screen and I would lose the mouse pointer. Yep, and my peripheral vision. So when I switch to Jaws, I'm actually able to do things. A lot faster, a number of things than I ever was as a point and clicker because I learned the keyboard commands. I think that's incumbent upon everybody who uses a screen reader to learn those essential features. Learn that mouse simulation.
0: Yes.
1: Yep. I totally agree.
0: Doug, what are some of the new accessible technologies? that you see in the future? Well, uh, we could start with the immediate
2: present, which you all have here, which I was really glad to hear about and see was some of the wearables really is where things mm-hmm. are going. So for instance, I was able to look at um, last year, which you have here, OrCam. Which OrCam is, is here, yes. And uh, an e-site for specific types of vision loss is very helpful for people. New eyes. New eyes. There are so many vendors coming on the market now. We have two in our backyard that are startups. One's uh, sonar glasses that detect obstacles uh, when, yeah. you're, when you're outside and some, some more kind of variations of OCR text recognition and then, uh, again, I go back to OrCam to facial recognition features which you know that potentially could be a real game changer in a especially in a conference environment like this where you have loaded maybe a number of folks from your agency other agencies and, and the camera's able to recognize their faces yeah. and, tell and you, you can find them yourself yeah, really cool. yeah because uh, how many times deborah have you been into at a conference and it's like i was standing by the t- buffet table <laughs> yeah and you were eight feet from me. I guess we missed each other. So, yep, exactly.
1: So. We just had a company picnic, and I couldn't find any of the people that work for me because they're blind, I'm blind. I couldn't find them, and it was loud. So I think that facial recognition is definitely an emerging thing that's going to make our lives as blind and visually impaired people a lot more independent.
2: Exactly. and they're, So wearable technologies, obviously, I think the smartphone, you already have a super, super-powered device in your hands that has a microphone, it has a camera, it's portable, it has a long battery life. With the apps that are coming out, that's that's a big thing. To your point, Harley, where things are going, I know it's probably some people who are listening to this are, are familiar with something called the GPII, which is the Global Public Inclusive Infrastructure. It's a worldwide initiative. To be able to have things like assistive tech and adaptive tech in the cloud, so essentially... In an ideal world, Deborah and I could go to someone's house, Harley, your house. Maybe we don't want to go to your house, I don't know.
0: I don't know. There could be, <laughs> there could be some food there, though. Okay,
2: good. So we have to be invited first. But um, we we'll go to a library, go to a business, get a new job somewhere. And what happens is you have a user profile with all of your settings, say, for a screen reader and so forth. You essentially log in or have it logged in. That it transitions that computer, that technology, into a fully customized, the way you want it. So system. your
0: personalization follows you around yeah. no matter where you go. Somebody's house, new job. Exactly. That's really neat.
2: And it's all ideally in the cloud. There's no uh, installation of software and so forth. And then when you leave that computer, for instance, goes right back to was. how it was.
1: Doesn't it seem like that is going to open up employment opportunities outside to maybe private organizations as well? Because it makes it a little bit less scary to bring on a blind employee that has these technology needs and it's no longer on really the employer to install it on their network. It's just going to be available via the cloud.
2: Exactly. And, and you know, in NIB we have, this, um, we have this new promote training program that we call, it's an acronym for Professional Mastery of Office Technology. Some people who don't know the program uh, intimately might think of it as another assistive tech training program. It really isn't. It's, it uses assistive tech, but it, it's more on the office technology you use on a daily basis. If you happen to be in an office job, like a you know pink collar, white collar job. Yeah. So what it does is with this training, we teach people to be able to go in and their computer won't be working. So they'll know how to troubleshoot it. And they'll also be taught how to relay that to an IT department. So
0: Doug, you mentioned training a few minutes ago. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the technology training you're hosting here at the conference tomorrow?
2: I'm distancing myself more from the, from the fact that it's a training more than I want it to be a interactive conversation. So, Deborah probably knows more things about some technology than I do. I'm probably
1: I don't know like, that I, can, I would say that. I can Doug, probably but thank guarantee you. that. So. <laughs>
2: So the challenging part for me as a user and as a you know working in my position is being on top of all of the things that are out there because, as you both can imagine, you've seen it here there are so many hardware devices software devices out there, and you don't know what is good, what isn't good yeah and so I'd like to have this more of a conversation of from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed what are what are some techniques or tools that you've found as somebody visually impaired that really has helped you uh, in life and that, where we can share that. Because you can do it all on our own, but if, if somebody has a better way to build a mousetrap or use a mousetrap, <laughs> then it's...
1: No need to reinvent yeah, the wheel.
2: Then no need to do all the research and so forth.
0: Yeah. And the collaboration is really, I think, one of the great things that comes out of the NIB conference. Mm-hmm. You're surrounded by hundreds of other people that are in your same situation and they probably know about, hey, this worked for me, Doug. Have you, have you tried this? Or Deborah could say, "I'm challenged with whatever it is, and there's probably somebody in this room that can solve that problem or give you guidance at the very least."
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
2: and there are people that are so into technology too that they're they're going beyond the assistive technology, and they they may find an app, let's say, daily daily life app or a task list app, or I'm thinking of one that I use turning your unused iPads and and phone devices into essentially a security network in in your own house for free. So things like that are really, really great ideas or ways to share that kind of information that you're talking about.
1: Doug, I have to ask you a desert island question. Sure. If you could only have one piece of adaptive technology on a desert island what would you take?
0: Is there power on the desert island? Yeah, yes. That was be my first power. question. No, yeah. yes,
1: of course there's power. It's okay. a, powered, a fully power, fully powered... Deserted, Deserted island. Deserted island, With lots power. of power.
0: Okay. Lots uh. of power
1: and lots of stuff that you need access to. What would your one take on the island? This
2: reminds me of that... What is that show? Naked and Afraid of, in d- d- Discover mm-hmm. Channel. They have, they have the couple that goes out and they have to pick two things to survive for 21 minutes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is the tech version of that. So... Um, you know, I would, I would have to say it would be the i the, the iPhone, and specifically if I had a, access to the apps, and the one I'm thinking of specifically right now would be a Be My Eyes type app.
0: Yes. So, you like that one, Deborah? Yes. Yeah, it's really cool. What does I'm, it do? I'm gonna.
2: Well, here's here's how you would use it in this in this hypothetical. So, I need to eat. I need to get shelter. Uh, I need to not. <laughs> fall off, uh, you know, cliff, cliff or uh, if there's something. I hear snorting and growling. Uh, I can point the camera toward whatever it is. So I kind of like liken it to OnStar for people who are blind or at FaceTime, really, where you uh, have a th- over 300,000-sighted volunteer network of people around the world that, that you summon. They use your back-facing camera and they're talking to you through your microphone or through your phone, and they can just tell you in real time what's going on around you exactly could,
0: that's pretty cool yeah
2: and it's no cost that's really neat uh, having something like that is just is just like having another person with,
1: with you, you with eyes it's like
0: yeah. always having a friend with you yeah a sighted friend
1: yeah exactly but even better
2: that's because really you can just turn them off
1: yes right. when you're, when when you're them, sick you're, yeah just turn them off you you don't just have put them in your back
2: pocket if you're, yeah, yeah if you're with the, the same back person back on, back on an island for an extended period of time you might have to yeah. We didn't Live say, up. are
0: you ever rescued from the desert island?
2: <laughs> Can I cast away and Maybe. walk around Maybe with a volleyball? Somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> and Doug, I
0: have one last question that sure. our listeners might be interested in. What resources or publications do you use to kind of keep up on what's new? How, how do you stay abreast of all this cool to new technology.
2: AFB's publication, Debra, I think it's Access. Yeah. I like using you know reading that because uh, you know they have the budget to do some product testing and so forth, and they'll they'll get kind of demo or or beta beta products and so forth. Oh, that's neat. Some of the newsletters I'm thinking of a good one is Flying Blind Tech Tibbets.
1: Oh, I'm not familiar with that oh, it's, one.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it comes out every Thursday. In fact, today it came out. It has a whole bunch of links to all of these new technology kind of products and also you know whether they're YouTube or personal testers all the way to NVDA project updates to you name it. I mean, it's, it's across the board. So they have classified ad section for things like... Braille displays and
0: printers and so forth. Well, that's really neat that they've got all that cool technology and they're able to test that stuff out, Deborah.
1: Yes, that's incredible. Doug, you have been amazing.
2: No, thank you. Thank you very much. And I'm just looking forward to to more technology being available for everyone,
0: from the manufacturing floor all the way into the office workplace. Excellent. Doug, I want to thank you for joining us. To our listening audience, Mr. Doug Goist, Program Manager, Services and IT Projects from National Industries for the Blind. I'm Harley Thomas, joined in studio with...
1: Deborah Ambro Crandall, and we are live at the 2016 NIB Expo.
0: We will talk to all our listeners next week. Stay tuned for the next great show. Blind Living Radio is brought to you by I.B. Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Providing employment opportunities for blind professionals since 1952. Learn more at IBMilwaukee.com. Blind Living Radio is brought to you by HP ink and toner cartridges, precision engineered to work together with your HP printer.